podcast my name is alicia tobin i'm here with my co-ghost and my guest for the day jessica delisle hi it's just me yeah we're just gonna do a no guest episode we uh we fumbled uh a little bit on getting a guest and then we just decided to be our own guests yeah we gotta catch up anyway yeah jessica you're back from tour yeah oh hank's here by the way he's just crying in the background he's upset that he's not the guest he's a little bit of a dink today for the listener Mm. had a rough morning well he also just turned one he did he's he's a full-grown boy happy birthday honko he is licking his butt right now um yeah i was away for a month it felt longer though it's a long time to be away yeah it was longer than a month though it was longer than a month it was like we left on the fifth and came back on the eighth that's a month and three weeks yep (laughs) that i did the math because every day after a month is like a week mm, yeah it was weird because we did the same tour last year and we played more shows on this version of it what am i (laughs) fucking trying to say uh but we also had more days off Hmm. so when you have the days off that's when it seems like it's taking a long time because it all blends together when you're playing a lot of shows yeah, and you have to keep yourself busy in towns that are not your own. Yeah, by giving everyone in my band hickeys. Gross. Why did you do that? We thought it would be really funny, and we thought people would notice and be like, wait, do you all have hickeys? Haven't you just been <laughs> in a van together with each other? But everyone's so polite that no one said anything about it. Where so, did you give them the hickeys? Just on their necks. Like a tasteful... Well, I thought it would be funny if everyone had the exact same hickey in the exact same spot. Right. We dreamed up this idea on the way out. And then so for like Toronto and Montreal, we all had hickeys. And I think only one person mentioned it. Everyone was too polite. <laughs> uh, Maybe they didn't notice. Yeah. There, or there's that too. They were big though. They were big <laughs> honkers. They were big. Was it weird to give somebody who wasn't your your uh, significant other a hickey? Um, it was a bit weird, but it was also really funny. Uh, I did it while I was pumping gas at a gas station to one of my bandmates. Which one? Um, to Kate. Okay. And then my friend Cassandra in Toronto got really into the idea and she was like, here, I'll help you. And gave me a hickey that was so hard that it actually hurt. Oh no. It was like a bruise. Why are hickeys sensual? Um, they can be, I guess. I don't know. It's like necks or erogenous zones. But sucking so hard on someone's neck that they get a bruise. How is that a sex thing? Well, I think it's like people are into vampires that they think they're sexy. All right. Well, we have a lot of catching up to do. No, but you you finished. I finished True Blood. I just finished season three yesterday. You went on tour. I made a lot of people happy. And I stayed inside my house and watched episode after episode of True Blood. Did it make you happy? It did. It was really good. And then when it was over, I was sad. Yeah. I'm also glad too, because after like, I think there's seven seasons, you want them to wrap it up. Seven? I thought there was just six. Yeah. So on the sixth season, I was like, I like how that ended. And then it's like, oh no, there's a uh, dinosaur show up in the last <laughs> season. I'm guessing. I've never it's seen a really it. good show. Yeah. It's everyone's into it now. We, we've started a revolution, I think. <laughs> uh, I just watched the end of season three and probably going to start season four tonight. Now, season four for the listener and for Jessica, who I'm really truly directing this at. Um, Has witches. It was the rougher season for me. Yeah, I that's think. the one that I gave up after the first time. Yeah. Because it's like uh, Harry Potter's aunt is a mean witch in it. And it's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I don't buy this. Uh, anyway. 
uh, you can be a witch no matter who you are. And there's also some really good jokes in, yeah. in season four. It the gets jokes funnier. get better, funnier and funnier yeah. as the seasons go on, but the writing in season four was it was real loose. Yeah, abysmal. Uh, there's been, yeah, we missed out on so much TV when we're on tour. I don't listen to podcasts and I don't watch TV when I'm on tour. We just listen to music and right. I read. So I have so many things to get caught up on. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, my friend's Blink-182 podcast. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very into that. They uh, gave me a shout out on that. Nice. So if anyone's interested, Blink-155 pod, check it out. <laughs> yeah. I met so many puppos, like humans and actual puppos yeah. on tour. It's it's always nice. to. It makes the world feel a lot smaller when you go across Canada and you're like, oh, there's people just like me in every city. There's people just like you in every city. I find that hard to believe. There are. There's like weirdos <laughs> who want to talk about like dough and burping <laughs> and sour cream and farts. <laughs> and they're into like weird, obscure 70s music and they have good bands and they also like smoke weed and have cute pets. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I guess there are people like you all over the country. I guess they're just I stand musicians. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're not exactly like me. Like they they probably aren't all those things in one right. specific thing. But uh, how was Vancouver while I was gone? What happened? Well, um, I told you about True Blood. Yeah. So what I would do is uh, <laughs> as soon as I would get home, I would start watching True Blood. Yeah. And then usually get three episodes in a night. Wow. It was great. And then on weekends, sometimes five or seven. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was wonderful to just have that kind of downtime and to just commit to a show. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver was good. The weather was quite good. We had a really beautiful fall and now the rain sort of set in, which is beautiful. I didn't do a ton of shows, but I just did the Hero Show, which was really Ten fun. 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. I've got a new bit, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's where I pretend that I am a psychic, and I read people's fortunes uh, or futures or past of the audience, and I really like it. Um, and I did something really creepy to a person in the audience. I <laughs> put my hand on his lower back the way a creepy oh. man would. And I'd never tried that because women just don't touch people that way. No. And so I kept my hand there the entire time he was on stage, so about a minute. And Whoa. the whole time I was like, my hand, this is the weirdest. How did this that ever become a so thing that people did? Yeah. So the Hero Show was great. It was fun. <laughs> uh, congratulations to the Hero Show. Yeah. And congrats, Cam. I recorded an episode of the Sea Hike podcast. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I listened uh, to it yet. It's pretty intense. Like emotionally, I made the one of the, the hosts cry. Yeah, I saw that. And I like listened to it again. I was like, why don't I tell people all this stuff about myself? Why can't I just let people assume what they see on the outside is the truth? Mm. A beautiful lady that has her life together. Uh, I don't know. We like telling stories. Yeah. That's like how you make sense of the world. Um, Papo's Katie Ellen Humphreys and Graham Clark and Sally White took turns taking us up to Squamish for Hank's treatment. I'm jealous. And uh, what else? It's only a month. It's Yeah. It went by really quickly. I always think I'm going to get a whole bunch of stuff done when you're on tour, but I just end up laying on the couch. You watched an entire series of yeah. premium television. And I have a lot to say about that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to you finishing it. It's going to be a segment where we just get caught up on what Eric Northman's body looks like. Oh, my goodness. He's so funny in it, too. Yeah. he And he becomes a better actor over the course of the show, totally. too, which is always a And he's a thing really good actor now. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing in that uh domestic abuse show 
Yes, he's, he's amazing. Did you have any retail nightmares while I was away? I had a couple. I'm going to tell a story from work. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've never told you this before, but I feel like it's anonymous enough. It happens so often that it's worth sharing. Um, the company I work for would make a protein powder. The protein powder has a desiccant pouch in it, as do almost all dried things, uh, just to fight humidity. Yeah. It's a large pouch. <laughs> It's a very large pouch. Stop looking at my body when you say that. <laughs> it's a large pouch wearing a striped dress, so to speak. It has blue and white stripes on it. It's very noticeable. It's The company chose a size that's so big that it barely fits into the scoop. So there's yeah. really no way a person who's looking at it would put it in their blender. Yet, hmm. countless phone calls. I blended the desiccant. And it's our fault. It's our fault that they, that they blended the it's filled with clay it's not toxic i mean it's wrapped in like paper and plastic or whatever it's made out of which is not good to eat but it's like eating an apple sticker i don't peel them off anymore just eat them i have eaten so many of them by accident yeah but people call and they're so angry at us why is that pouch in there i'm like well you have to have it so the product doesn't turn into cement (laughs) well i could have choked to death and like still not our fault you're an adult it's crazy how many calls like it's the number one call that I get. And so I Googled um, another company's and I put like desiccant pouch, protein powder, and sh- like a co- very, very well known company, uh, Vega, has a, a thing on it, like on their page. They're mm-hmm. like, don't blend the desiccant pouch. <laughs> it's a real like Darwin Award sort of thing. Yeah. But people, I think people probably, a lot of people have probably ac- accidentally done it, but very few people would personally blame someone else. Someone else and call. Mistake. I'm imagining that these people just dump the entire pouch, <laughs> which I'm assuming is a large pouch. It's a large uh, container. A container. And you scoop the, the powder yeah. out. But these people are like, oh. I'm going to get so healthy, and they just dump the whole thing in. <laughs> and make one smoothie with it? Desiccant and everything. Yeah, they put like <laughs> a bottle of uh, Coca-Cola in there <laughs> in the powder. Hank is doing a beautiful dance on the rug right now. It's very cute. <laughs> He's got, uh, from a puppo, uh, Natalie, that works at Discover Dogs. She gave Hank a birthday present, this beautiful goldfish plush toy, which he really digs. She also gave me a present. Thank you. She's great. Thank you for the patches. I wish I could have thanked you in person, but you disappeared at our show. <laughs> uh, so that's like that's the work-related one that comes up a lot. Yeah. And that's... people are so mad. They're mad at themselves. And then they then they like, turn the bottle over. They're like, I can call this number. Yeah, because they probably spent a bunch of money on that thing, and then it's they really just expensive protein powder. Ruined their smoothie and their blender, maybe even probably not. Um, I have another retail nightmare. Yeah, but did you want to tell one? Uh, yeah. Well, I have got I got some dreams. I got some nightmares. I experienced many things on tour, ups and downs. We played at a place in Montreal that. We were staying upstairs. There's like an Airbnb upstairs. And uh, when you're playing a show at that venue and you're staying there, I think you get a discount on food downstairs. A lot of places have discounts on food. It's like 50% usually or sometimes staff price or sometimes it's free. It's not necessary, but they always make a point of letting you know like there's a discount. And so... We didn't know until we had already eaten dinner, but then they were like, well, you should just get something for breakfast then. So I'm in this place and they make like, it's like mostly Mexican food, but then they had a a case full of pastries that didn't have any prices or names or labels on anything. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I'll just get a croissant. And then she's like, well, no, you can't get those. 
And I was like, why not? She's like, well, they're fancy. And I was like, okay, I'm not allowed anything fancy. Oh my gosh, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> the way she said it, I don't know if it was... And you're in Montreal. It's not like are, there's a shortage of croissants yeah. there. Yeah. And well, she was like, well, these are um, vegan and gluten-free. And I was like, okay, oh. it doesn't say that anywhere on it. And I was like, how expensive could they be? Like, I know that that is a premium still, but can I not have one, I guess? And I was like, I really just wanted that. But then she was like, they're fancy. And she's like, we pay good money for those. So I was like, oh, that's so rude. It was so strange. And so I was like, okay, but she was saying it in like the most friendly way. And I was like, okay and i was like so you're allowed to have like beans and rice yeah so i was like i'll get a quesadilla then which was like 11 dollars. and i was like how is that like getting this for free better than getting a croissant that like no one no one was eating them also it was the end of the night and the case was full and i was like these are how long have they been sitting here like are they made of plastic what i was so confused by the whole ordeal it's really weird uh which stuff like that happens all the time on tour. There's always like drink deals, but then it's always <laughs> yeah. just for like PBR. And it's like, well, what if I don't drink beer? And it's like, well, it's just beer. And then I was like, well, then I don't want. Yeah. It. There's an artist nightmare. Um, there's always like a, a drink ticket. So you go and perform for free at mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> you go to cash in a drink ticket and it's like the house white, which I'm sorry, my guts are made out of cheesecloth. I can't have the house white. <laughs> my guts are made out of cheese <laughs> and, um, and sour or cream. beer. And so there's like places at like the Fox or whatever. They'll give me whatever I want. Yeah. Some places are good. And but yeah, I feel like Vancouver is also special because they know that so many people have dietary restrictions and so many people have gluten intolerances and stuff but it's kind of like what's the difference between so you're performing for free at their show you invited your friends to be there it's sold out someone gives you a drink ticket for a three dollar beer but there's a six dollar beer just give me the six dollar beer you're saying this is worth my time is worth three dollars to you it's it's fucked up it's weird i Uh, wouldn't do that if i had my own show also where my show was yeah they didn't do that that. they were they'd be nice um well i have a feeling that maybe that'll happen again one day in the future uh i'm a fortune teller now only be body shots though off my body (laughs) jello shots you want to do a pussy slammer what's that i don't know (laughs) it's a body shot you do out of someone's pussy dad if you're listening to this episode turn off for the next few seconds go to sleep jessica <laughs> what are you doing like that bugger pussy 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 <laughs> uh on this tour we called jay daddy oh my goodness no he hated it i'm sorry jay uh but this this tour was unique because this is the first time the band has been more female than male like usually i used to be the only woman in the band and it was mostly men and then adrian joined the band and now this tour we had kate drumming so both former guests uh so jay was the only dude and he doesn't have like a real real bro-y he's a bro he does he wears a puka shell necklace yeah well he's got got bleached tips (laughs) that's his penis just on his pubes (laughs) sorry jay uh but no, he's, you know, he's got like a very mellow vibe. And so we were just like, mm, daddy, like, and he hated it. So you're like the creep in the van. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all <laughs> creeps, though. Like you get tour madness. It sets in pretty early and you start talking about like drinking jizz uh, 
like, Nobody with cops. St- who started that conversation? That was from a previous tour where we were talking <laughs> about um, how they do license like car licensing and PEI because there's so few cars where like, well, you just carry around a vial of jizz for identification and then the cop has to drink it if he pulls you over. Anyway, Hank is now uh, on the coffee table. No. If he manages to not fall off the couch right now, guys, Hank is really uh, entering a new phase of sneakiness where he likes to find things on the coffee table at home. And he just did this at Jessica's house. He just loves to take something off a coffee table and run away with it. <laughs> His balls are really like dangling. He's ready to go. Wow. Does anybody want a poodle puppy? <laughs> he's got, he's kind of like a teen now. Yeah, he can't be tutored. Neutered. Until his legs are healed. So, mm. and he can't come to work until he's neutered. It sucks. Because oh, he going to get everyone pregnant. There's only one other dog there named Milo who's great. And he's not, um, I don't know why the rule is unneutered dogs are unwelcome, but I'm think, sure there's a very good reason. I think it's probably because people see them as more aggressive because they have more. Hank's definitely not aggressive. Thank, dogs. No. Thank goodness. But he is very persuasive. He's very affectionate. Yeah, he's very... And also with other dogs, he doesn't give them a break. Like, uh, we let out Grandpa a couple of times when the Shemkas were busy. And the whole time, Hank is, like, on him like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Like, not trying to hump him. Just like, I'm right. I'm as close as I can be. We're friends, right? Yeah. 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 He's a special guy. A um, lot of work. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I, I know people who get puppies who are, like, couples who they are run ragged. So I can't even imagine being... One person with a puppy. It's fine. Today's <laughs> it's fine. Today sucks. It sucks because I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. And he's you know, he's not acting like a like he's not been easy and he has started <laughs> barking at stuff in the middle of the night that scares him. It's quite funny, but it's just not funny because I'd hate it if I woke up a neighbor or mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Hank. He's Honko. I feel like if I had any energy, I'd write an essay about what it's been like, but I don't. That would be a good essay. Yeah. Like it was, I had no idea, no idea what I was getting into. I have another retail nightmare. Oh yeah. So um, I went clothing shopping on the weekend for the first time in a long time. I opened up my, did you get that shirt? I did. It's, I like it a lot. Thank you. <laughs> it's a t-shirt that says, yep. 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 Um, I needed clothes. None of my clothes. At the end of last year, I donated a lot of really good clothes to charity. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't want to wear these. They don't fit or I don't like them or they weren't me. <laughs> so when I opened up my bin of winter clothes this season, I didn't have anything. It was up. just all filled with summer clothes that I forgot about. Oops. So. That I don't want to give, give away. And uh, so I went shopping and I needed, like, I had a list of things. And. I ended up at a gap purchasing a t-shirt and a woman beside me was returning something and the manager had to be called over because she had had it for 65 days. Whoa. Are you going to say years? And I was like, so she wanted them to make an exception to the exchange policy, which was 30 days or something. And I was like, how could you not know for 65 days that you didn't want something? Yeah. So weird. Like, I just wouldn't really take it weird. back. I would just give it to a friend. Yeah. Or donate it. Like, how much could it have been? Oh, not much. I'm sure it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a roommate who would serially buy things. Like, she had an, 
a shopping addiction and then she'd lay everything out and figure out how long she could keep things until she had to return them. So her wardrobe would just rotate. But she wore them. She wore them and she'd keep the tags on. I think you've mentioned her and I've made me very angry. Yeah. It was. It made me very uncomfortable, too, because she'd call me into a room and be like, which do you like better? And I'd be like, you don't need any of these. You have four pairs of shoes that have leopard print on them. Like, mm-hmm. I only have two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have any, but I'm in the market. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's so intense. Yeah. Like, I don't like shopping, but I I had lots of great service, um, particularly lovely service at a from a young man named his name is david at nordstrom because they had an everlane pop-up oh yeah i saw you post about it and everlane is a brand that if it were here i would buy more often for sure it's all like sustainable stuff and yeah like transparent Mm -hmm. uh factories and stuff so you can see where your things were made Mm -hmm. and um you know like we know from like american apparel and other companies that it's not always the case necessarily but I feel like they're doing a, a great job. So it would be nice if they had a Canadian place. I might open one permanently, they said, at Nordstrom. They're like, if you buy enough stuff today. Yeah. So I ended up buying two pairs of jeans. And because they're well-made and they're not terribly expensive and I like the fit. And it was neat to see like how many people were there in the small space wanting to buy things that were made that way. Mm-hmm. Because I've wondered, like, you can't find, now that American Apparel is closed, you can't find like fairly made t-shirts mm-hmm. that easily. Yeah. So it would be nice if we had that. Or there's like beautiful places like Smoking Lily. and Or but if, yeah, if it's like a locally made thing, then it's like $80 for yeah. a shirt. And it's like, it's and it not always cost, Yeah. And it co- it should cost $80 to make it, it right? Yeah, but like, sometimes you just want a plain fucking t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Not something with like, a. it's great. Like a Smoking Lily is a beautiful store and I love it. And I own things from there. And I, you got me something from there. Yeah. It just, Thank where you. can I get a plain white V-neck t-shirt? Besides the ones at Costco I bought this summer, because my like, butt. Oh, your butt! I got oh my it. goodness! There's a pop-up oh, shop in my butt. It's like a Kleenex of like t-shirts. <laughs> you just pull them out. Okay, that makes me want to talk about all those weird alt-right guys who don't wipe their butts properly. I saw that you just posted about it, <laughs> and I had already seen it before, and I was telling people about it last yeah, night. <laughs> I had seen parts of it. So um, yesterday there was women boycotting Twitter, which I realized was not completely. I think uh, women of color felt left out of that dialogue. So my apologies. I just did a hashtagged it and then stayed off Twitter for 24 hours and hadn't considered um, all of the implications. Uh, so I, well, was, I saw someone made a tweet that was like, you know what? How about women don't have to leave? Yeah. Like, how about men stop tweeting for a day? That- women are also harassing women on Twitter, though. Yeah. There's I mean, there's yeah. no solidarity. <laughs> it's stupid. And also, like... What's going to happen if you leave Twitter for a day? Yeah, I had so many good tweet ideas yesterday, which almost never happened. And I would almost go on. And then I was like, shitters. I can't do this on Instagram. So you got uh, Ello or whatever one of those weird uh, failed social media things are. (laughs) That was weird. I feel like that was just someone trying to hack everything so this man this i feel i feel for this i guess it was on reddit and someone pulled it off of reddit multiple dudes this but the first one that i saw was the man who did not know that the seat on the toilet seat was was unisex but down (laughs) when a man sits down so his whole life either he's been crouching or no he's been sitting sitting on on the the rim yeah so horrible so dirty it would just be so cold so yeah so awful for his body damp and so low to the ground (laughs) yuck um it might make it easier actually so he goes shopping this is a retail nightmare for sure he goes shopping to buy a new toilet or as i say turlet turlet a turlet you drop a pickle in it 
And then um, <laughs> he uh, finds out for the first time in his adult life that he's been toileting wrong. Uh, and then he just left. And then he shares it with, like, you know, the anonymous realm of Reddit or whatever it was. And it just explodes. Mm-hmm. And someone used it as a point of, like, this, this is a... <laughs> This is an example of misogyny, and I'm not sure that I agree. I think that he's just like, that's for girls, and this is for boys. I think it's the the problem where he was failed was his parents yeah, not like, teaching him how to use a toilet properly. And I think that a lot of parents don't cover all the bases. They assume that you're going to figure some stuff out on your own or like goes without saying, and clearly in this case it was not. Yeah. Like how I thought things would happen that didn't happen in life but never ask anyone about them like success um well you thought when you went through puberty you were you get to choose what race you become yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is 100 percent of it so so beautiful yeah so but then it turns out that there's also a bunch of guys that won't clean themselves properly they won't clean their won't spread their cheeks because that's gay or feminine or yeah they just don't touch their buttholes so their partners are reporting that they are dealing with some really serious poop situations and a partner that won't clean themselves which is so horrible it's so it's horrible for everybody like that's not healthy them especially though they always have poo on them so gross i'm so fascinated by this i was at a dinner party last night and (laughs) i was like you you have to stop talking about poop at dinner parties (laughs) There's only five of us there. They were all on board. Okay, okay. They were all like, I'm so Tell sorry. Me more. But it's just so fascinating to me. Their whole lives, did they think that like men just don't need toilet paper? It's it's weird. Oh my gosh, I assume they still use toilet paper. But like they don't spread their cheeks. Anyway, this is getting really gross. I apologize. I hadn't thought I I was so blown away by the fact that that is the way somebody lives. When yeah. I use so much toilet paper. I mean, like, I'm afraid the police will show up and be like, "Mm, too much toilet paper. There are people who are not lucky enough to live in a a world that has toilet paper. And these people do have toilet paper and they're like, oh, that's gay. I don't want to touch my butt. There's so much going on. It's like personally fucked. They would not want to feel better. I don't know. I know some kids who don't like toilet paper, but they're like little babies you know (laughs) they're little babies anyway maybe these guys are little babies too i feel like yeah every time i look at the internet it's just like another expose about like men abusing women or abusing their bodies by not (laughs) using toilet paper well this week the harvey weinstein thing became front and center and i was reading and listening to some stuff about it yesterday work was kind of quiet and i can turn on a podcast And I listened to something on the CBC, an actress talking about her relationship with Harvey uh, Weinstein over the years. And then I started reading other people's accounts. That's all I've been doing, too. And they're all the same. So it's kind of it made me think of the Bill Cosby situation where, you know, 50 or so women, 64 women. I I don't know the exact number, but a a huge almost 100 women have come forward. And the story is very similar. Mm hmm. And that's something about uh, predators and people that are uh, serial abusers. They have a way of doing things. And Harvey Weinstein's like, give me a massage. So all these like dozens of women's are women's <laughs> dozens of women's women's women. Women are reporting like this, their own personal experience with Harvey Weinstein. But it's like the same script that he just used on multiple victims. And I'm sure he is not the first person to think that up. There's like <laughs> totally tons of dudes who... I mean, when we were on tour, we took 
to kill some time, we took something called the purity test, which is like, I think it's puritytest.com or puritytest.org. And it's 500 questions. And you start out with like 100% pure. And as you go through it, like your score goes down. And so we wanted to all compare to see who is the most pure or least. And one of the questions on it was like, have you ever given someone a massage hoping that it will lead to sex or like asked for a massage? That's or why like, I became a massage therapist. <laughs> or tickled someone <laughs> or been tickled, like hoping that like, and I was like, people do this, but it's totally like, that's his whole deal. I once tried to get a guy to sit on a blanket with me and then... Uh, this is just outside in the backyard, though. And then I sat down in the blanket and got stung by a wasp. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty recently. <laughs> that was real recent. <laughs> so uh, I'm not... No. So <laughs> I'm not expecting much. No. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine being like, oh, I'll just start with this thing that... You start with tickling. Tickling. How terrifying. First of all, tickling is something that, like, consent is not... Not needed. Not... <laughs> not involved. It's like... When I'm being tickled, at least I can't talk. I can't like move. I can't. Don't look at me like that. I don't <laughs> want to be tickled ever. I hate like one time my coworker was tickling me so hard at an off at a work party. What? that It was at our friend's house and we were all very drunk, but he was tickling me so hard that I actually like couldn't breathe. And I, I like tears were streaming down my face and I just wanted to say stop. So yeah, much. the thing about tickling is but it I seems so joyful, but when you're actually the person being tickled, you it's hate terrifying. It. You hate it. And it's like, you have no control at all. I'm very ticklish. And my brother used to tickle me until I peed my pants. That's... And then he'd be like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> he only did the, like, I only peed my pants one time, but it came very close every other time. It's tickling is awful. And we need to stop it. Except I do want to watch that documentary about tickling. It's great. Yeah. There's not a lot of tickling in it. Yeah. I heard it turns into other things. You don't have to stop the movie. And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hank is now just whining at the shoehorn hanging on my doorknob. I've been... Uh, keeping my apartment very clean, but I I often have like one or two different tote bags going for different reasons. Like yeah. it might be rainy out or whatever. Pee and then at the end of the night, or there might be a bath towel hanging off the back door handle for Hank after a walk. Uh, I live in like a 500 square foot apartment that is great, but it's also like either everything's out or everything's put away. And he's scared of these things, which he can see and when the lights are on or just a towel, but mm-hmm. he's a dog. So when the lights go off, he just borks like a crazy man at them. It's like what he was doing. He was just staring at it. Yeah. And it wasn't even on the front door. It wasn't like he wanted to go out. It's just like, what is this thing? It does have a dog's head on the top of it. No, he just thinks it's a, it's a shape. Yeah, it is It could weird. be it's a threat. Shoehorns are weird. Yeah. Now he's sniffing my latch hooking. He's been really like, he's really doesn't have anything to do. So he gets really. We get him a job. Yeah. Yeah. Something with that pays the vet bills. Um, graphic design. <laughs> yeah, that pays well. Yeah. How are you with Adobe? <laughs> Onco. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Like Harvey Weinstein is the, is the worst, but it's also been making me think about other situations in my life where I didn't realize that things weren't okay and that yeah. this wasn't how men should be behaving. Or... I think that's, it's making all women be like, oh yeah, I have a ton of stories like that yeah. in my past and at work and stuff like that some comedians started a group this week and I think that might be why like today I'm not feeling a hundred percent is I got a message from some friends and like hey like we're thinking about sharing some things that have happened in comedy and this is how we're going to do it and then a discussion kind of broke out and hearing what other women have experienced uh makes my experiences seem 
not like such a big deal. I've had a few, but some people have had constant and very predatory and awful experiences in comedy. And I think a lot of women have just period mm-hmm. in the workplace and retail things have come up that I've remembered. And it's been a kind of a rough week. Yeah, I do. I'm doing the same things by just reading all the articles and then they all link to the older articles and newer ones. And I'm like, well, I just want to read them all. And then I'll be be like in the bath being like oh i'm just gonna get caught up on some articles and then it's like i get out of the bath and jay's like how was the bath and i'm like depressing yeah i think too one thing is like my experience with the little bit of like harassment that i had in comedy or this the fear that certain uh, things sparked within me helped me back from doing Mm -hmm. more comedy totally i didn't want to be part of it i didn't want to go to shows and like see this one super menacing guy that everyone just kind of puts up with and totally there's or be introduced like a like piece of meat or be told also. yeah yeah just like objectified and yeah one thing on this tour that we went on that actually made me happy was we didn't encounter a lot of um jerky sound guys oh that's great which is unusual <laughs> uh sadly but there's there's getting to be i think people are actually t- talking out about bad experiences that they have. And so those people aren't getting jobs anymore as much. I shouldn't say anymore, but like we played one street festival in Winnipeg and the sound guy, we would try and talk to him and he'd just not listen to us. We'd ask for things to be changed and he just wouldn't respond. And so we're like, okay. And we were set to play at six o'clock or seven o'clock or something. And like 10 minutes before we were supposed to play the sound guy told the MC to come on and introduce us. And we were not ready. Like we were clearly, we hadn't checked our mics. Like our instruments weren't even set up. Like we hadn't written set lists or anything. So this guy comes up and introduces us all. And then we're like, well, we still need a few minutes. And then uh, the festival sent an apology email to us the next day. Jay was thinking about it and he was like, I should complain about that sound guy and I should send an email. But before he even had a chance to, Apparently everyone else complained about him and the festival sent out an apology and was like, we hired him through an outside company and like, we're going to complain to them. Like, just so you know, like we take this seriously and it's good. It's good that people are saying things now because I know how like intimidating it can be and how you can be like, oh, I don't want to complain. Like, I don't want to make a fuss because then all the attention gets drawn to you and or you don't get booked for something. Yeah. That's what has happened in comedy. And this is not uh from personal experiences from like experiences that people have shared with me but having to take you know jobs with working with comics who do harass women who are misogynistic Mm -hmm. who are you know not well just to get the work experience but they're these people they're working with like companies like yuck yucks continue to have them on their roster Mm -hmm. or you know you end up going to a place and the guy booking the show is like oh there's nowhere for you to sleep tonight you'll have to share the bed with me and those stories, like, they're not, I don't think they're so unusual. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. And I hope that those guys uh, get their dicks stuck not in something. Rat. Yeah. But not in an erotic way. Yeah. <laughs> not an erotic rat nine. Not in like your, you're like, give me a little rat massage. <laughs> Tickle me, rat. First of all, no one ever wants to give you a massage. Stop it. That's not fun for anyone. It's not a good pickup line. I think that, um, <laughs> yeah, the other thing that happened that was a dream come true for me was Hugh Hefner died. 
And I uh, have, have to say that? that I'm, I mean, I was thrilled. It took way too long. He had far too much time on this earth. Um, that also brought up weird stuff. Like, I don't mean to take us down this terrible hole, but no, this is what we do when we have no guests. It's good. Um, the last one we talked about how terrible Trump was. Yeah. The, uh, I had this memory, like my brother Ryan, uh, and I were very close. We lived in a house in Point Claire and there was, you know, during the early eighties, children were really allowed to just be out all day. Like we're out all day swimming and roaming and. We had this big collie that would keep us company, and there was this place in between where all of the, the housing was and the airport, basically, and we would go run in those fields and find things and have adventures and go to the pond and, like, get tadpoles. And so lovely. And my brother always let me hung, hang out with his friends because there weren't any girls my age except for my friend Sonia and my friend Stephanie. So I got to hang out with him and try and keep up with these big boys, and one day we were running through the field with the dog and his friends and they found a huge stack of playboys and i can remember that my brother sent me home he's like get out of here like basically like get the fuck out of here (laughs) like as much as like a seven-year-old or eight-year-old can say that and i remember that shift where i was like oh i can't hang out with you guys when this when you guys have these pictures of women yeah and i'm like where are the mommies where are the mommies so sexy but thinking about like how like hugh hefner affected my life yeah. and our lives and totally and then we're supposed to you know just kind of be like well you know that's just part of culture a culture that he built and but i have no respect of, for him a lot of people were paying a lot of tributes to him because of what he did for freedom of speech sort of stuff but it's like is that really you know like there's lots of interesting articles and journalism done but it's like is that really what you think of when you think of playboy no like who was getting freedom there? Certainly not women. No. So I don't know. It felt really good that he died. <laughs> I really considered not going into work and getting a glass of champagne somewhere at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, what a garbage. What dirt, a garbage. What, what a dirt bag. What a dirt spot. Yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff happened. But also Tom Petty died, so that's... Really sad. And then there's that moment where he, he they weren't sure if he's thought, actually yeah. passed away. I know. Really sad. Every time we go on tour like a legendary musician dies and then each show we play after that happens as all the music after we play and before we play is that musicians at every bar we go to right at musicians greatest hits and it's like i understand you're trying to play tribute but like everyone is doing it and like give it a rest i can only listen to whatever american girl like i mean it's a great song but like it's really hammering at home like when you're sad about something yeah. I don't know. Well, people like to get right into it, right? Right up in it. There was a, we listened to the radio at work. I know I talk about this on the podcast every time and we just have this one channel, but there's this really insensitive kind of bro disc jockey guy on it. And he kept talking about the one time he saw Tom Petty and I was like, we get, yeah, we've been talking about it for days now. One time I saw him, he was so blonde, he was so blonde and he played that guitar and that guitar had six strings on it. What? He, he was blonde. So lucky. He was so blonde about it. The way he played was blonder than anyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it is sad, but I don't know. I wish people would chill out a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I don't feel know. like I've done Sorry, most of the everybody. talking and I didn't even leave the city. Uh, well, Do you have another retail dream? I have a retail dream. I When we were, we played at a few stores, which is always very fun. Yeah. Um, we played in Sudbury, which we've played in many times before, but we usually play in this like bar tavern 
place, which is pretty, it's kind of like the Astoria here. Like okay. it's kind of just like a divey bar, but it's nice. Um, and this time we played at a place called Cosmic Dave's Vinyl Emporium. Ooh, Cosmic Dave. So it was How is a, he? He's amazing. He actually used to live in Vancouver. Um, he's this guy who moved to Sudbury and he, because like not a lot of people are moving to Sudbury, you can like buy, buy up buildings pretty cheap. So he bought this building and like has a family there and then he turned it, the front of it into a record store and then as property became available... He like there was an old KFC across the street. He bought that and it's now a vegan taco shop and he, he has like a vegan ice cream place Whoa. and a, a bakery and a coffee shop. And it's, it's like this whole strip now in Sudbury that's very ethically thought of products and like he employs all these young people there and like pays them fair wages and uh, gives them staff prices that are good. And he like treated us really well. Um, we went for dinner at the taco place and it was amazing. Like, and he designed the whole place himself too. Like it's a really beautiful building. Uh, and then his record store was so beautifully curated that you could look at every single record there and not feel overwhelmed. And it wasn't like a bunch of like stinky old copies of Barbara Streisand or whatever. I know. Not that there's I like anything, the stinky part. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Well, there were still a few stinkies in the like dollar bin. But he saw me going through uh, everything and searching for certain things. And I had a stack of things that I was piling up. And he was like, oh, what do you have there? And then I grabbed like a Human League album. And then he, I was like, why is this marked down $10? Like it's brand new and it's so good. He's like, yeah, no one wants it. And then he like got so excited that I was into like 80s synthy music that he grabbed a bunch of other stuff and he's like here I've got some stuff in the back and he like pulled out he gave me four free records I think I got eight records for thirty dollars oh my gosh and they're amazing like some really I got a George Harrison album uh yeah I was just like in awe of that place and he also sold my favorite mint uh dark chocolate bar the like camino there because it's vegan uh and then we played in the downstairs uh with our friend's band the almighty rhombus which was really good and it was just like it was such a dream like i was like i guess i want to move to sudbury now and just be part of your cult that you've created here but that's like that guy's really doing something very admirable where he's like building a community somewhere where one is sort of struggling to survive and it's really nice. So I hope to go back there one day. Um, if you're ever in Sudbury, check them out anywhere where like at the end, it's like, Oh, and also here's a mint chocolate bar. Oh, wow. is magical. Mint chocolate bars are my favorite chocolate bars. Yeah. I'm sorry. I ate it all. I don't have any left. That's fine. I had three pastries today. Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to have more cookies after you leave too. <laughs> Vinyl but, Dave. So Jessica, when was the last time you used a microwave? The last time you used a microwave. Oh, on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do this thing called lick it and stick it, uh, (laughs) where you roll a joint and you stick in the microwave. Oh. And I learned it from Snoop Dogg. Uh, (laughs) Why do you do that? Apparently it like seals in the freshness or something. I don't really know why. (laughs) It like, it heats it up. I don't know, but it's just a fun thing that we saw to do on Snoop Dogg's Instagram or something. And we thought it would be funny. So whenever we're in a hotel that has a microwave 
and there happens to be a joint around. Uh, we were like, oh, should we lick it and stick it? And then, of course, all microwaves are different. And then sometimes you try and set it for one second and it only lets you set it for three minutes and then you scream and try and open it. Uh, <laughs> but I think I also made I, I microwave some tubes. I had a lot of tubes on tour. Tubes? Yeah. Like the food I make. It's just oh, like a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, it's your tubes. Um, Kate made me. Uh, she's a big fan of uh, of making sort of joke foods. <laughs> uh, I think it's a Victoria thing, and so she asked me if I could have like my dream tube. What would it be? And I said just a tube of raw dough. And so the next morning, <laughs> we went to a grocery store, and she surprised me by making me a tube of raw dough. Whoa! Yeah, and I ate it. Was it good? It was so good, but it gave me a stomachache. Yeah, for sure. Well, I ate it over a couple of days. I would refrigerate it, and but the first night I was like, because your body's just so full, like you can't have a drink on top of that. I tried to drink a glass of wine, <laughs> did not happen. That was our uh, Saskatoon show. So sorry, everyone. I was on dough. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I use I use a microwave on tour quite a lot. It comes in handy when you're just like eating meals off of your lap every day. Yeah, that kind of that must wear on you. Yeah, it does. At the beginning of tour, we should have done this at the end of the tour, but we went to a really fancy meal in Calgary. There's a vegetarian restaurant called The Coop, which is amazing and they make stuff with like weird charcoal pearls and stuff like it seems like mm. future food. Uh, and we should have done it on the way back because that's when our bodies were craving actual food food, and not just tubes. But uh, it's sometimes really exciting to just heat up a tube when you're in a hotel room in Thunder Bay. Got a hot tube, hot, hot tube <laughs> injection. What is Hank doing right now? He's given up. Yeah. He's been nonstop wandering around the whole podcast, not settling in. He already ate his treat that's supposed to keep him busy before we started recording. And I've been trying to tell him what to do quietly as we record. And I guess he's finally given in. He's collapsed in my arms. Oops. To, <laughs> he's just limp. It's, yeah. He's like a when a tulip uh, hangs its head down. Yeah. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah, he just will not relax right now. Mm. It's a lot. All this talk of microwaves. Is- I used a microwave. When? Like two days ago. How was it? But the same thing that happens to me every time I use a microwave at work, which is rarely, I feel like I shouldn't use it until my food is hot because there may be other people waiting for it. So I put like three minutes in, mm. but at like one minute, 20 seconds, I start to feel self-conscious and I pull my food out and eat it lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's one second of difference between it being lukewarm or too hot that it'll burn you. <laughs> I still haven't figured them out. Also, in your absence, I've decided to buy a, a popcorn air popper. Oh. I forgot how great they are, and I miss having one. They're amazing. Yeah. And now that I have a dog, when it shoots popcorn all over the house, it's fine. He'll pick it up. Yeah. And he'll freak out every time it makes that really loud no- noise. I don't know. I hope so. He's probably going to hate it, but he's going to love the popcorn, so he's going to have mixed feelings about it. Um. I still haven't spent any more money on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, me either. I had the option to, though. Oh. I was in several places that sold their merchandise, and I chose not to. There was a place I was in that had patches. I almost bought one for Alex Hudson, but didn't. You don't want to encourage the problem. No. Well, I discovered, I actually discovered an Instagram page that Alex made, (laughs) uh, which was completely uh, by accident, because I think he tagged... He tagged Jay Arner in a photo or something. Anyway, it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers 
Let me try and find it. It's called Pep Talk 420. (laughs) And he just takes pictures of every live band he sees and then he writes over top of it. And yeah, he posted a Mint Records picture and said, Mint Hot Chili Records had a fresh spicy (laughs) showcase for Pop Montreal. Oh, yeah. When we played our our, uh, record label showcase for Pop Montreal... Someone thought it would be funny if each member of our band had a pitcher of sangria on stage. So they bought us like six pitchers of sangria and uh, it was too much sangria. So thanks, Ryan. But no, thanks. That's too much sangria. It's too much sangria. And I was wearing a bathing suit like it was so hot in Montreal that I was wearing a bathing suit as a shirt. Uh, Wait, were you wearing pants? I was wearing shorts. I was wearing cut-off shorts over top of them. I decided also on tour, if we decided to spice it up, we would be bad girls. So I decided to dress like, I don't know, a lady from camp from the 70s or something. I don't know, like a bad bad girl counselor. I don't know. I wore a lot of glitter, too. Um, And we had a glitter gun that we set off during the show. It was pretty fun. You had a glitter gun? Yeah. Was it yours to keep? No, it was Kate. She brought it. You just like fire it off and like confetti. Yeah, confetti I've seen them. This is pretty exciting. It's really exciting. You we, guys are bad girls. We did it in the middle of like a, she did a drum solo and I set it off and then she would lick her stick. <laughs> just a stick licker. And we were, she encouraged us all to lick our instruments on tour. I never licked my keyboard though. Jay and Adrian licked their guitar and bass. I just like. <sighs> I don't know. It's a lot of fingers. I'm not there yet with my keyboard you're not there with your sexy lady vibes no i'm a bad girl but i'm not that kind of bad girl thank you very much honk you just sat down yeah he's like a restless restless motherfucker oh Oh, god he's a good guy is he your puppo of the week yeah he's my puppo of the week but i'm forgetting like there's so many puppos of the week but hank is my puppo of the week even though we're having a hard week where he's kept me up all night long many nights but he's almost done his treatment yeah, but then there's more treatment after that. It's just he's almost done his Squamish treatment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, everybody like Hank turned one, and it's definitely been. It takes a village. All of my friends, you, Jay, Graham, Neil, Abby, everyone that's taken the dog for a walk, Sally, whose dog sat him. You know, there's like we've been really lucky. So they're all Peppos too. Extended family. I meet a lot of kind people almost every day. Somebody touches me uh, or tickles me or asks me touches your if I want back. to have a massage. They just I don't know. <laughs> there's, I feel like there's so many good dogs, too, that I meet. There's a dog in our neighborhood that's like a Bernese mountain dog mixed with a St. Bernard. What? Hank really likes that dog. Oh. And I like that dog, too. He's so soft, so gentle with Hank. Well, I don't remember that dog's name, though. Um, Hank too. Yeah. Who's your puppo? Well, my puppo was also part of another retail dream uh, because we played at a store called T&A Vinyl and Fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's not T&A. It's like T plus A because the people who run it is a couple named Tim and Amy and they have this amazing, amazing dog. I forget what type of dog she is, but she, she's like mostly part horse, I think. Oh, yeah. Horse that, dog. That big white dog. <gasps> oh, posted yeah. a video of her sneezing because when we stayed with her, she was not feeling well. And apparently she had had um, some weird poo problems. But they very graciously were still like, come over. It's a bit of a mess at home. And I was like, you don't have to 
invite us over if there's like dog diarrhea everywhere. Like we can happily stay in a hotel. And they're like, no, I think it'll be okay. And she was just getting over something and she was coughing a bit and Aww. sneezing. And she's so beautiful. She looks like Falcor from the never ending story. Like mm-hmm. she looks like a luck dragon. She's so beautiful. Um, and she's, she's still young. I think she's only about one, Oh, okay. but they don't n- know quite how old she is because they, um, adopted her, but they own this amazing store in Regina. That's vintage clothing. I actually bought like a really amazing coat from them. Uh, and they have records there too. I bought a record there and then we played downstairs and it was just one of those places that like, this is weird to say, but like a store that sort of like fulfills you you go in and you just sort of feel like it's like one of those dreams you have when you're finding everything that you want and you're like collecting all these things and your arms are full at the end of your dream and then you wake up and your arms are empty but Uh. it's like that but it's not a dream you know that's how this place felt and that's also how like the record store felt too it was just like i can't believe you have this and it's only this much like this is amazing (laughs) they had a bunch of art there that they had bought there was an older woman who was a widow and so she just made a bunch of um crafts she did like arts and crafts and she'd sell them at craft fairs and then she passed away and so they managed to buy her um like the lot of her her pins and things she made and she would do paintings of flowers and hummingbirds and stuff and then make prints of them and then turn them into little pins that had little jewels around them and it was all like she would take broken pieces of jewelry and sort of like collage them together to make these really like intricate things. And then she signed them all. They're all so beautiful. So I got one of those and I got this like sixties poncho thing. But anyway, Molly, Molly, the dog is my puppo. So beautiful. So beautiful. And we stayed up in the attic of their house and the steps leading up to the attic were very steep and you can tell it was hard for her to get back down, but she still kept coming up to see us. So <laughs> her name is Molly Ringwald Jenkins Weisgarber and it's she's at Molly Weisgarber on um, Instagram if you want to follow her. It's a very cute account. There's 129 posts and right as I discovered it, I was sitting next to the owner of the account and I was like, well, I'm just going to go through all these and favorite everyone. I hope that's okay. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we'd be talking and his phone just kept buzzing and buzzing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just still me. Sorry about that. And I was like, you might want to turn notifications off right now. But yeah, a beautiful dog. And I hear she's doing better now. Oh, that's great. So I'm very happy. They posted a photo of me on the account next to her and she's like as big as I am. She's so beautiful. And she's just so, she's smiling all the time. One of those dogs, you know? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's always calculating. Mm, He's too smart. That's lovely. He's a good, he's a good dog though. Look at, you can hold him on your lap though. This dog wants to get on your lap and she will crush you to death. It's really cute though. She'll sit on the couch and take up the whole couch. Whoa. Hank just said, uh, balanced his whole entire body on his two front feet, which you don't see very often. And when you see it, it's a mind blowing. That's like, he could be internet famous. Like that dog who pisses like that. <laughs> has he ever done that while he's peeing? He has peed with, with just his two paws on the ground. It's just for a second. Wow. I can't even do that. He and keeps jumping amazing. off the couch. Oh man. He's so annoying guys. No, he's Great. Um, well, Jessica, do you have any shows coming up? Are you guys taking a break? Uh, we shot a music video while we were on tour, so I'm going to be editing that and hopefully it'll be coming out. It's great. Soon. It's for an energy slime song. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, that's like a retail nightmare. I mean, dream. There's this beautiful hotel 
in Edmonston, New Brunswick, which is like just over the Quebec border. And we've stayed there now probably 10 times. And we just discovered that there's a hole downstairs with a gym and like a board room and it's, and they let us use it. And we got all dressed up weird and we're like <laughs> drinking wine down there, shooting a music video. And then the woman came downstairs at one point and I thought she was going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so weird. Get out of here. Why are you drinking wine on the treadmill? And instead she just said, hello, gorgeous. It's <laughs> like beautiful elderly Francophone woman. And yeah, so I love that place. No kidding. If you're ever in Edmonston, hit up the uh, Auberge Les Jardins Inn. It's very nice. And they will give you free wine glasses. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? Mun story, story lie on October 28th oh, at nice. the Rio Theater. Um, it's a storytelling event. It, turn- it gets turned into a podcast where I think two of the performers are telling the truth and one's telling a lie. Oh, cool. Um, and then I don't know, cause I didn't watch anything about it and just said yes. Um, well, it sounds fun. And I think that's kind of it. I know that I'm on something else, but I have a feeling it's a private function. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, I should post that. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, little things here and there keep popping up. Like on my butt. <laughs> yeah. In my skin. Yeah. Well, uh, it's so nice to have you home. Thank you. It's nice to be home. And this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Please, uh... Rate us favorably, favorably, favor us on uh, iTunes. If you can afford to donate to our Patreon account, that would be great. The money is much appreciated. It goes to pay for a variety of things. It goes to pay for our wildest dreams and desires. Yeah. Uh, I think we have 69 patrons right now. Holy shit. I know. I wish we were making 420. Yeah. But our not, goals should be 420. Um, we could re- aim for higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going to stop. Please donate. Um, and uh, oh, yeah. One last pop of the week. Oh, who? Uh, stop podcasting yourself. Oh, Turns yeah. 500 episodes old this week. Congrats. Congrats daddies. to our friend. <laughs> no, Graham and Clark. <laughs> and Dave and Shumka, thanks. you guys are great. Thanks for being a, a milestone and an inspiration and a real couple of daddies. Yeah, real papos. And I feel like they single-handedly got uh, right-wing shitheads to stop saying cuck by appropriating it. <laughs> they kept you saying cuck and now right-wing losers refuse to use the term cuck anymore. <laughs> I love it. They're very powerful. You're doing God's work. <laughs> I played a show with a guy who looked exactly like Dave Shamka in Calgary. Whoa. And I took a photo and sent it to him and he just said, gross. Um, they talked about on last week's podcast, people sending them pictures of people that look like them. I mean, I didn't mean it to be insulting. I thought the guy was uh, quite talented. Facially. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Bye. Bye. Mwah, 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 mwah.